Welcome back to Second Look. Today we'll talk about summer reading suggestions with our church library staff and with Lacey Moody, a 2PC member and curator of Lacey Moody Reads on Instagram. After you listen, be sure to check the show notes for a full list of the books they mention. Welcome back to Page Turners. We were shocked to discover that this is actually the fifth one that we've recorded. Uh, it is Meryl Skipworth and Lacey Moody and myself, Jennifer Wilson, and we want to run down for the next little bit some of our favorite reads of the past year to get you ready for your summertime or maybe your vacation time or maybe even the whole next year. So anyway, um, I will just say I am the manager of the Growing Place Library. Um, and then I'm Meryl Skipworth and I work with Jennifer in the library. And I'm Lacey Moody, and I'm a member of Second, and I love to read. And you can find her on Instagram at Lacey Moody Reads, right? Yes, yes that's right. I went back yeah. and did a deep dive of your account. I saw you liked a post from like three years yes. ago, and it made me laugh. <laughs> okay, so I will, I will, we'll have a little conversation before we dig into books. Okay, so Meryl and I were laughing because you and I hardly ever agree on books. Right. And recently we had the same opinion about the same book and I was kind of shocked and it was a good opinion. And we can touch on that shortly. But wait, are you saying all of my other opinions no. are not good opinions? No. A no, positive like we opinion. Had a positive, we both had the same positive opinion. <laughs> I was like, cool. Shade. Uh, so I was doing a deep dive on your Instagram because there's a book that I read this year that I remembered you saying you had read and I did not like it. And I went back through your Instagram trying to find it and sure enough, you gave it five stars. <laughs> what was it? Can you say it on here? Well, I'll be Gosh, I mean, maybe oh, it was okay. The Maid. Oh, yeah, I loved it. But one of my friends, I talked about it last podcast. I, I know. I think that's why yeah, I was doing yeah. the deep dive. I know I several people that did not like it. After. I liked it. Yeah. yeah. I, it just, it stressed me out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so it just was funny. Yes. I think I did stop myself from liking old posts because it makes you look like a stalker. Oh, so I, I loved it. I actually was, I was like, oh, she's okay. looking. Well, I'll yeah, go back yeah. and. And re-like some things. But yeah. anyway, just it was fun. Yeah, cool. Okay, well, you're a better leader than I am, Look Lacey. So why don't you, you typically drive our conversations. Okay, so you? I thought that we could talk about fiction first, um, all three of us, and then talk about the nonfiction we've read since last year. And then we'll have some extra, you know, fun things to share. Sure. So, um, Meryl, do, do you want to go first I'll with your fiction? I'll be happy to go first. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I was looking back and I read a lot of things that were really fun and that I enjoyed in fiction this year. One of my favorites or over the past year was Lessons in Chemistry, which has mm. been all over the place, but I've really recommended if you didn't read it yet, it was really good. And another one is Nora Goes Off Script that I thought was just, that's kind of a fun beach read. Um, I, I, I other ones I enjoyed were uh, The Red Notebook, which is an old book that is real a slim little volume. And it was just a fun read. It takes place in France. And it was just a fun, quick, easy read. I also really like Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, which I think came out last year. And has, you've seen a lot of places. Um, as far as I love mysteries and thrillers and things like that. And one of those is um, The White Lady, which is new. I did the audio of that, and it was a really good audiobook. It's set in England, post-World War II. I also really... Is that like a new book? I've it is a new book. The White Lady? It I'm is a new book. Notes. Is it scary? 
No, it's not scary. It's okay. more of a mystery. Okay. It's Love not it. scary. Um, and recommended by Lacey and Jennifer, I really enjoyed the cartographers. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, Can we make a side note here that this yes. is the one this book that only book Jennifer that we... and I have agreed on <laughs> in our many years Ever? of friendship, but we're still friends. Okay, but here's the funny. Not only did we both like it, we both gave it four stars, and we both listened to it on audiobook at the same time unknowingly. Like, I posted it on Goodreads and noticed that she posted it the same day on Lacey Moody Reads. <laughs> so it was so funny. Well, anyway. because they both liked it, and yes. I tend to... Mm-hmm. I'm split. I like both the things y'all like. And, you know, <laughs> so I was like, well, that's a great recommendation. Mm-hmm. Uh, last year, I talked about an old, old mystery series was Mrs. Polyfax. And just another old mystery series, if you've never read, is the Lord Peter Mysteries by Dorothy Sayers. They are really fun. And if you like a clean, fun mystery. And not scary. Not mystery. scary. These okay. are just, you know, mm-hmm. in the vein of kind of Agatha Christie mm-hmm. or Love kind it. of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a clean romance that we have in the library is called Authentically Izzy, which was just a, another fun beach read, but it's it's set in letters and emails, and it was just a happy, okay. fun book. And by the time this goes live, that book will be back in the library, because currently it's on my bookshelf at home. Okay. Well, good. I hope you enjoy it. Barely <laughs> um, started. And yeah, those were just some of the fiction I sort of read, and a lot of those would be, would be fun summer reads. No, yeah. Nothing super heavy or anything in there. Okay, it's funny because, so you start out with lessons in chemistry. That was my top one, too. I mean, I put that at the top of my list. Um, After last year's talk, I did Mrs. Polifax, loved her. After you came back from France and said, oh, you got to read, was it the Red Notebook? The Red Notebook. Yeah, read that, loved it. Nora Goes Ostrip, read it, loved it. Yeah. Um, I just keep over sitting over here nodding at all the things that you're saying. Yeah, these are so good. good. I'm so glad. That's fun. You can go next, Jennifer. Um, Yeah. So other books, uh, when Lacey and I kind of figured out that we tend to drift towards opposite ends of the spectrum, I came back from a trip last summer and um, Lacey had suggested I read The River. I don't know if you remember last year's podcast. So I read The River and while it was exceedingly well written, it gave me so much anxiety. I came home and told her I was so angry at her. And Meryl makes a comment because I was shaking my head on the inside when Lacey recommended you read The River because I knew you wouldn't. I don't think I knew that. Anyway, I'll know from now on. I tend toward the anxious. But anyway, I gave it five stars because it was so well written. It is a great book. Well, that's good. And you're still thinking about it. Oh, well, I mean, yeah, it was amazingly well written. And I really, I I love good writing probably more than anything else, Mm -hmm. more than plot, more than character. I just give me a well-crafted sentence. Um, So anyway, I did thoroughly love it. But that same conversation we had over dinner, I said, I also read Writers and Lovers, and I gave it five stars. That's by Lily King. And I mean, that's like three or four years old. And I was like, I think I remember you reading it at some point, and you loved it. And you pulled up your Instagram, whatever. You're like, uh, no, I gave it one star. Yeah. <laughs> <gave> yeah. <laughs> and that's really kind of when that was the dinner that sealed it that, you know, you and I are on opposite ends of the spectrum and well, you no like issues. beautiful writing, like you said. I do. And I like plot. Yeah. Um, and the writing can be suspect yeah. sometimes. And yeah. writers <laughs> and lovers had very little plot and great writing. So. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say, let's see, I've touched on those. You recommended The Exiles last year, and I immediately went out and read it five stars. It was so good. Mm-hmm. By Christina, ba- Christina Baker Klein. 
Um, I finally late to the party audio booked Daisy Jones and the Six, and I will say hands down, it's the best audio book I have ever listened to because each part was played by a different actor, and mm. just it was so well done. Did you watch the show? I did, and I wish I hadn't. Okay. It was not amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but some people loved it, but I just, having loved the book so much, you never love the, right. like, I don't know, what do you call it, reenactment? The, vis- the, the I don't want to say visual. I don't know if that's right. Adaptation. Adaptation. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Um, yeah. You just never, mm-hmm. like, my favorite book ever is The Great Gatsby, and there's been no adaptation of it that has ever been any good. So, you know. Uh, Thursday Mother Murder Club, which is kind of I put in that camp with the Miss Polyfax, and I'm sure the Lord Peter series, just great mystery. Um, I read both the first and the second. Marilyn and I were talking yesterday. It's really hard to find the third one. Yeah, the third one's out, and I did read that this year and loved it. I recommended those last year, so mm-hmm. yeah, um, I would highly recommend it. The audiobooks are excellent, they are. but they're also fun just to read. But mm-hmm. it's a great audiobook. Those are fun. Um, trying to think from down here like I think my favorite book of the entire year fiction nonfiction, audiobook doesn't matter it was remarkably bright creatures mm. um did you already read that it's one? on my list to read I don't own it yet okay what what's it like oh my word good writing I mean just so clever um three main characters and the story just kind of circulates through the three of them One is an older woman who lost her only child when he was like 18. And then her husband passed away at some point, you know, since then. And so she's an older woman. She's alone, um, doesn't need to work, but doesn't want to sit still. So she is the cleaning lady, the overnight cleaning lady at this aquarium. Second character, I guess you'd say, is this kind of aimless guy he's like 30 or so in california and then the third main character and the only one who speaks in first person is an octopus in the aquarium huh and i now am enthralled with octopi because (laughs) they are so intelligent so sneaky and it just comes through in this book and it just the way the story wraps up in the end is adorable so it's just very satisfying um loved it yeah awesome mm-hmm. all right for me um i want to ditto or whatever we're on with nora goes off script and lessons in chemistry and the cartographers y'all should read them all three of us loved them They're yeah great yeah um, and then I'm going to share three lighter fiction and then three um, deeper, I guess you could say, fiction. But The Golden Spoon by Jessa Maxwell, it is a mystery. Think murder mystery, like Agatha Christie type set in the Great British Baking Show. Ooh. <laughs> and think, okay, what's it called? The Golden Spoon. Okay. Yes. So it was good. Um, and then I also just a side note, when I was reflecting on all these books and going back on what I've read, I read probably eight, 85% of my books on audio this year. Oh, wow. Like, Are you just really busy? I guess. I was trying to figure out why. I feel like I've, yeah, just always moving, always doing stuff. But this is the year of the audiobook 
for me. It's just so, so... I'm right there with you. I think all of the ones I'm going to recommend today, except maybe one or two, were on audio. Okay, and then my second one, best book I read last year, Carrie Soto is Back by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Okay. Okay, I had that on my list, too, yes. and I ended up, I realized I wrote it in and didn't see it. Oh, oh yes. I loved that, I too. Mean, I think I missed... I just read it recently. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I usually really... Meryl and I show up to work on Monday and we talk about what we've read since like we saw each other last. So fun. <laughs> I, I want to work with it. y'all. So fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So the book has yellow cover. It's great. It's about a tennis player. You don't have to like tennis or sports to be into it. But um, like Carrie Soto, the character, I really loved her as a protagonist. Um, it's a lot about her relationship with her dad, which was really sweet. Mm-hmm. I liked, um, and there also is a side romance, but I don't really feel like that's the main Mm-mm. point of the story at all. Um, the audio was incredible. So highly recommend. And then I also read The Tobacco Wives by Adele Myers. It's a historical fiction set back during um, the cigarette era. I don't even know what you would call that. When, like, <laughs> <laughs> like when people didn't know, uh-huh. like when everybody was smoking, they didn't know the health effects of it. And they were prescribing um, cigarettes to pregnant women when they were stressed and all this stuff. So it was so good. Um, really loved it. Clean, really good historical fiction. I've never read anything about that before. Interesting. Okay. And then three heavier books. Signal Fires by Danny Shapiro. It is a short you know, fiction. Um, I will say, like, there's triggers for dementia. Um, and, yeah, it starts off with this tragedy, and then it goes into kind of everything that happens after that. It's like a family drama, maybe mm-hmm. I would say. And then Fly- all three of these are family dramas that I'm about to say. Flight by Lynn Stager-Strong. It is... Um, about a foster parent and then a family who helps her take care of the foster child and then all sorts of stuff happens. Um, there, I would say there's a trigger for a missing child. I'm going to do a spoiler. So fast forward, you know, with the 15 second thing. Your put, ears. Yes. But they find the child. I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I like to know that sort of thing if I like I'm going to read it or not. That would be the only reason why I would read it is because you tell me. Yeah, that's what I'm. Yeah, because it's an it's such a good book. Top five last year for me. Oh, wow. Um, very that good. Was, what, flight. Flight. Mm-hmm. And then last fiction. Um, I just finished this week. Hello, Beautiful by Anne Napolitano. I think it's how you say her name. What? Yeah. How do you say it? No, I think that's right. Okay, that's right. yeah, I was just thinking. I, I've heard of that too. I would. Yes. I'm looking forward it has to a great it. cover, um, but it is about a family of four women, um, four sisters, and the dynamic they have with their mom after the dad passes away, and then the dynamic they have with each other as they go through their whole life. Like it spans from when they're 15 to when they're like in their 50s. Um, it was so good. I, I know I just finished it, but I'm still like thinking about the sisters, and and each one of them was really well developed. Loved it. Mm. I feel like so good. yeah, I feel mm-hmm. like that's a sign of a a good book. If you're thinking about it in in you know a positive way, like it's mm-hmm. just kind of occupying your thoughts rather than you know I cannot believe I wasted all my time <laughs> like uh, the river. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
No, I didn't not like the river. I gave it five stars. It just stressed me out. Yes. yes. Okay. That's all. Okay. That's all. Okay. Yes. I think about that. Books even I uh-huh. don't like necessarily, or I don't like the way they end, mm-hmm. but yet I can't stop thinking about them. Uh-huh. You know, right. Down the road, I was like, well, that I feel like that's a sign of a really interesting, yeah. good book, even if I don't love the book or the experience. Mm-hmm. You Do know. you ever rewrite the ending in your head? No, I'm not, I'm not creative enough for that. <laughs> Do you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I want to circle back. There's one I, I skipped, um, which was The Record Keeper by Charles Martin. And I just wanted to make a comment of all the ones that I recommended. That really is the only one that we have in our library. And, and the reason I loved it, it's the third book in a trilogy of um, – Shepard Murphy or Murphy Shepard. I think it's Murphy Shepard is his name, the, the protagonist. And over three books, it, it, he just highlights rescuing the lost and repairing the broken and um, calling people by their name, like giving them an identity when other people have tried to take it away. It's about trafficking. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's your trigger warning right there. It's it's about it's drugs and trafficking in Florida, but it is so exquisitely well written. And and over the three books, it's just one story, one overarching story that's unpacked over the three books, and it wraps up in the fourth. I audio booked them all, and when the third one came out, it was a day that nobody was in the library, and I literally finished it doing our puzzle, standing up sobbing just (laughs) sobbing and so grateful that there was no traffic in the library at the time but anyway that's um charles martin's i think it's called the keeper series um we have them you can audiobook them through scribd maybe through the library but yeah we have them in second press library awesome Meryl, do you want to do your nonfiction? Sure. Okay, well, first, I have to put in a plug for It Was an Ugly Couch Anyway, which is Elizabeth Passarella's (laughs) new book that just came out last week. And um, Elizabeth is a Memphian who lives in New York City. And last year, we talked about Good Apple. That was her first book. And so her new one came out, and we have it in the library, and the Second Press Bookstore has it. And I think everybody should read it. It's very fun. It's, you know, a lot about middle age and family and parents and kids and just all those dynamics um, I still have a hard time accepting that that truth that middle age I mean I'm older than y'all are and <laughs> she's writing about middle age anyway. I know it's hard to grasp except um, yes mm. so okay I'm trying to think how to divide these up best okay and then some books that I've read from the second press library that I've really enjoyed um, so sort of a Christian Christian focused books Um, two that came in this year to the library that are both about community and building deeper relationships in our disconnected world. The first is Find Your People by Jenny Allen, and the second is Made to Belong by David Kim. Mm -hmm. And they're they're similar in theme and kind of written and approached a little bit differently, but I just think they're both really good. I think with summer coming, it would be awesome if you had a group of friends or neighbors or your parish or something to even do like a book club with one of these books and just talking about building deeper relationships. So those were both really good for the second press book club. We read gospel bound and it was excellent. It is just sort of about 
ordinary people living out the gospel in their everyday lives. It's sort of um, vignettes of different people and the things they're doing and how they engage the gospel. And it was just an encouraging, it was an easy read, but it was really interesting and I like the way it was structured. Um, I also, I also love Habits of the Household by, mm. I'm just blanking on the author's name, Justin Whitmill Early. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. And I think especially kind of with summer coming up, sometimes it's a great time to implement, try to implement some new mm. routines and some things. And that could be a great one. Um, especially he has young kids and writes a lot about with young kids, but I think there's things in there that could be applicable to anybody. Um, so those were some of, oh, and also surprised by Oxford by Carolyn Weber, who talks about being a student at Oxford and becoming a Christian. And I, we have the book in the library, but I did the audio and it was really, really good on did audio. Did she read it herself? I think she does read it. And she also is getting like her degree in like, 18th century poetry or something and there's a lot of poetry in the book that I think had I been reading it I would have gotten a little bogged down but because she's reading listening to her read it it really I really enjoyed the poetry Mm -hmm. of it too which I don't know that I would have as much if I was just reading it so it was a really good um audio and then a couple of just other non-fictions for for memoir it was a food travel it's called one more croissant for the road and it is about a food writer who biked all over france trying all each regional specialty and so i don't know if you have if you have any travel this summer or whatever it was just a really fun i've got to read that fun book to read it was awesome and interesting and she was a fun writer so that was great um I enjoyed the Anthropocene reviewed by John Green. I also what did that it? one on the Anthropocene. That's all my saying list. that right? Yeah. Okay. I don't. No, I've never heard um, of it. Fabulous. Okay. Yes, no. and I also did that on audio, and it was. I started it reading it, and someone told me to do the audio of it, and I switched to audio, and it was really fun to listen to. Um, another one was called Joyful, and it's about the science of joy. And I actually read about this book from a fiction book by Catherine Sinner, What You Wish For, which I read last year and enjoyed. I really like Catherine Sinner as an author. And she, in the notes at the back, she talked about a lot of the plot points mm-hmm. and some of her things came from this book called Joyful. It's about the science of joy. And it was a fun read. I really enjoyed it. And it was very interesting. Um, and then not not a fun read, but I read When Thoughts and Prayers Aren't Enough about um, gun violence and gun violence in America and gun reform. And it was just very informative and said not a fun hang but it was a really i really recommend it necessary read i mean probably an yeah yeah i mean just uh who wrote that one don't have her name written down we'll put it in the show notes. taylor i think her first name's taylor Mm -hmm. um yeah so that was that was kind of my nonfiction. I'm i'm looking up when thoughts and prayers well i'm not well maybe i am i'm looking on goodreads when thoughts and taylor schumann S C H U M A N N. You may want to edit all that out. <laughs> Taylor Schumann wrote it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. That's what, I mean, this is not live. <laughs> Hallelujah. Is that, is that, yeah, the, that is my, mm-hmm. that is my list. All your, so, okay, so going back, I'll, I'll, move on next but what's so funny about that you're talking about joyful and Catherine center she is like one of my 
Absolute buys. Like, no thoughts given. If there's a book out, I will you pay money. You have a season pass to her? Um, yes. <laughs> not even a, I will wait in line at the library and get a copy and spend no dollars. No, I will spend the dollars and I will buy. They're just happy. They're just, I love them. And, I mean, last year she wrote The Bodyguard and that was on my list. But this, you know, I felt like I was talking for a long time. But, yeah, she's just great. Mm-hmm. Um Nonfiction, so gospel bound as well, because Meryl and I are in the same book club for the library. Um, I loved it. Uh, it just, it just, it's not a long book. It's an easy read, and it's just people tethered to the gospel. I mean, living in when the, it, I think something on the back, you know, that um, what do you call those when the publisher's notes or whatever on the back when they're like when faith and culture collide? How do people live? tethered to the gospel and it was just it was just a really informative helpful book good apples on mine too i had written down um witty and still profound so (laughs) um loved it can't wait to read her ugly couch um but i'm troubled by this whole middle age reference (laughs) um an old one i don't know when this came out but i finally did becoming duchess goldblatt you, Meryl, you've read it. Have you read no, it? No, I haven't. Holy moly. Okay, you can read the book. That's fine. The audiobook is tremendous. And I was sold as soon as I got to the, um, the mention that Lyle Lovett plays himself. I was like, I'm in, all in. <laughs> I think it's only like a five hour audiobook. Oh. Um, it is tremendous. I had no idea what I was getting into. I th- I did not realize it was nonfiction. Oh, wow. It is nonfiction. It's a Twitter account. And she's like, the the real person is still anonymous. Nobody knows who she is. Um, was going through a hard time and feeling really isolated and lonely. And she just, on a whim, created this Twitter account. And it's just through the voice of this, I don't know, she saw a um, a portrait, like a Dutch master's portrait of the woman with, you the know, rough. the big rough. Thank you. I'm so glad your vocabulary has not been marred by middle age and teenagers, as mine has. Um, but she has the rough around her neck. And she just gives out the loveliest and most bizarre comments. But they're so bizarre and clever that you cannot help but laugh. And I was doing housework and literally stopped and had to press pause on the audiobook so I could laugh and not miss any more of the words. Anyway, Becoming Duchess Goldblatt. So good. Um, what else do we have? I, most of my nonfictions are Growing Place, um, Gospel Bound and Good Apple. Becoming Duchess Goldblatt, that is not Growing Place. But the other three on my list are A Meal with Jesus, which I didn't realize was like 12 or 13 years old, but on that same vein of hospitality and opening your house for others um, to come in and, and build a relationship. This is can be used for encouragement in that vein, but it's more a theology of food through the Gospel of Luke. And it's just, it's really thought-provoking. I mean, there's, she talks about, you know, if, if the Lord said at the beginning of creation that we are to tend to the animals, then should we be thinking about how we tend, you know, animals that are raised for food? I mean, shouldn't we take care of those animals as well and have better practices for them? And he talks about um, a, a theology of leftovers. I mean, that 
uh, God takes what we offer and we think we offer this little bitty paltry, you know, what's it, um, five loaves and two fish, and yet there's leftovers. So even when we feel like we have nothing to offer, if we offer it in faith, the Lord can use it in such a way that we have plenty left over. And then controversial for Meryl, Redemption Accomplished and Applied. <laughs> Great book. I think, Meryl, you had to read it with RUF when you were an intern, I think you said. Yes, not controversial. It, uh, difficult language. 1850s writing style in a 1950s book. <laughs> in that vein of controversy. Just so, it's a challenging read. You cannot read it on the beach. <laughs> You cannot read it two hours before book group. It is a go through it slowly, marinate on it, and then go to Tim Challies and read his Cliff Notes. Because no, it is an excellent book. It is. It's just so good. Dense. So it is dense. dense. It is so dense. And I mean, in my bullet journal, I have like eight pages of notes on it because it is so good. And I still go back to them in sermons and in Sunday school and. Um, even when, when I'm preparing talks, because it talks about what Christ has done for us and what that now means in our Christian walk. And it is exquisite, but it is dense. Dense is a great word for it. Um, yeah. So we have that in the growing place. Awesome. John Murray is the author. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that it? Scottish. Yeah. Okay. Um, nonfiction for me, I read, this might have been back in the fall, but Confronting Christianity by Rebecca McLaughlin, mm-hmm. whenever she came and spoke, uh-huh. it was kind of around then maybe, uh-huh. that I was reading it. Um, and it was excellent. I have on my list to read her new-ish book, um, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus Who Dies of Women. Yes, that is a oh. new, her newest. Okay. Um, so I'm excited to read that. I've mm-hmm. not read it yet. And then... Oh, I'm going to jump in. Yeah, please Because in the library, we also have by Rebecca McLaughlin a book called Secular Creed, which is yes. tiny. Um, but it's really good. It kind of hits five sort of cultural hot topics and sort of how as a Christian do we respond. And it's a really quick one, but it would be a great mm-hmm. summer read if you just kind of feel out of your depth and yeah. talking about some of these things. And another way you can get it, um, I think Gospel Coalition will send you a PDF of it. Hmm. I can't remember how you get it, but um, sometimes, I don't know if it's Every now and then they pop it up as a free gift or something. Yeah, I think Meryl has promoted that in the library, Mm -hmm. and I got it maybe a month ago that way. So anyway, that's just on on the Rebecca McLaughlin train. (laughs) Um, Okay, and then I read, this is not a Christian book, but I think that as believers— we can take a lot of truths from it. It's called This Is Where You Belong by Melody Warnick. Did you read it? Yes, and I forgot. We yeah. talked about it on Instagram back and yes. forth. And I, yeah. I don't think I have it on my list, but I, yes, keep yeah. going. But I, I really loved it. I loved it too. I listened to it, but I loved it so much that I went to Novel and bought it. Mm-hmm. Bought a, like a, a print, a hard, real book. And it talks about being content wherever you are and for us wherever the Lord has placed you and how to um, either get involved, like some really practical ways to get involved in your city or community, um, how to build relationships with your neighbors, which always makes you have more of a place attachment. She Mm -hmm. talks all the time. It's about just place attachment and how you get more out of 
where you are when you have place attachment and you're also um, like there's all these scientific studies just that you have a better mood, decreased depression, just all mm-hmm. these things. Um, and anyway, it is excellent. I th- we really feel mm-hmm. like, especially as, as Memphians, like it's mm-hmm. it was a really impactful mm-hmm. read for me. I this totally year. agree. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, and then I also read John Green, The Anthropocene Reviewed. I'm going to talk about it a little bit more because I loved it. So yes, please do. Much. So he goes. I've never heard of. This. Okay, so what? I don't really. I, I don't know what Anthropocene means. I feel like I looked it up when I was reading. But essentially, he takes different um, aspects of life and reviews them. So it'll be silly stuff like penguins, three and a half stars. Or it'll be like Halley's Comet, five stars. Or like deeper issues like um, like some sort of relationship or maybe like this big cultural idea. And, and he writes with such a wit and humor. Mm-hmm. Um I, it just was so good. Um, anyway, I've been recommending it to, to everybody. It's really good. Okay. And then, um, speaking of travel, I read Stanley Tucci's Taste. Yes. And I laughed out loud. Um, it is not a Christian book, obviously, but it was very funny. Um, and I, um, anyway, I am really excited to see some of the things that he wrote about in his book. And then lastly for me is I read Delia Efron's memoir called Left on 10th. And oh. it is um, a little bit of a, it has heavier notes because it is about cancer. Her sister, Nora mm-hmm. Efron, the famed you know director writer um, <laughs> passed away from cancer. And then Delia is diagnosed with the same type of cancer. Oh, and so it's just um, goes through her journey. Um, spoiler. She's still living. Um, but Thank you. You will always and forever be my spoiler. I know. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but again, the writing was just beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I really, really am still thinking about that book that I read last year. Mm-hmm. So anyway. So I just went to Goodreads. Because you're saying, y'all keep saying John Green. That's the fault in our stars Fault in our stars, yeah. That's what I wonder. Crash course history guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. also, there was a book I read a long time ago, and it mentioned turtles all the way down as a saying. Mm-hmm. And then literally right after I read the book, I saw in novel a book called Turtles All the Way Down, and it's, it's John, John Green. Green. Yeah. So yeah. does he just write quirky things? And I think he writes a lot of YA. He does a lot of YA. I think mm-hmm. he's probably quirky. Quirky? Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, it, but it's I just, fun. Yes, I also love the Anthropocene Reviewed okay. and just, mm-hmm. you know. Well, I've, I've, I've done the ch- green check mark. You know, <laughs> want to read? Yep. Want to read? Anthrop- want to read. Yes, yes. I, I check marked it. Okay, yeah. and then I, you know, that's all. Like we had to share with fiction, nonfiction. But I think each of us had like a little yeah. extra blurb. Um, yeah. so everybody, something different of things they wanted to share. I want to go back to your comment about audiobook. Yes, because you were like, you know, this is the year that like eighty percent of my books were audiobook. Like, I'm sorry, but I mean. <laughs> I, so when we first started this podcast, I would put myself firmly on the end of the spectrum as book snob. There's one way to read a book and only one way. It's like the one wing of my nine wing one, you know, perfection. I'm like, there's only one way. Um, and that was hold the book in your hand. And you got me into Kindle and checking them out of the library. And, you know, now 
I'm to the point where I'm like, I, I would rather read it on my Kindle than hold it in my hand because that way I could read till like one o'clock in the morning and possibly get away with it and you know in the dark <laughs> and Scott's asleep rather right. than the lamp being on. But the other thing that you got me into, because I remember that year asking you, how in the world with, you probably had three babies at that point. I think mm-hmm. Yeah, like, Walt you was born Walt. in 2018. You had a Walt he was then. Yeah. Um, I was like, how did you read a hundred books last year? And you're like, oh. Kindle on my phone and audiobooks, and I'm just, I remember internalizing going, I'm gonna have to adapt, <laughs> and I did. And oh my golly, now I'm so addicted to both of them! Yay, I love audiobooks, and I, I mean, my list that I'm holding in my lap, I tried to kind of put them in categories of did I audiobook it, did I actually hold the book in my hand, or did I Kindle it, and really and truly. There's only there are only two books on my whole list that I actually held in my hand. Wow. Most of them are audiobook. I think maybe six of them are Kindle. The rest of them are all audiobook. Mm-hmm. And I think I did like two hundred and something books last year. Wow. I would say the majority of them were audiobook. Mm-hmm. Do you listen on Libby or Scribd? What do you, where Both. Do you listen? Mm-hmm. Both. I mean, it's easier to listen on Scrub, but, you know, you get, what, four titles a month, and then they throttle you down. Yeah, I don't know. So I had to figure out other ways to do it. But it just, it does, it fills in that gap of time. I would rather audiobook in the den while Scott's watching a movie um, or, or Kindle than scroll through Instagram. It's more of a redeeming the time option for me. Yeah. So I'm all in. I love it. So I listen on Libro FM. You do. And well, that supports Libby. local. It does. Mm-hmm. Local bookstores. Yes. So anyway. Yeah, and indie bookstores, doesn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you do it on Libro, are you paying for them? It's $15 a month. So, you know, audiobooks are expensive. Well, that's what I'm asking. Uh, I mean, like. Oh, I thought Libro, Libro was like you bought each one. It's, it's more of a subscription. Yes. I mean, I could buy, of course, extra, but right. I just you know, do one a month. Okay. It's $15 a month and you mm-hmm. get one. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Which is less than half the price of an audio. Oh, yeah. Usually. They're so expensive. Yeah. They're very expensive. They are so yeah. expensive. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big scrubbed proponent mm-hmm. and I just feel like it's Netflix for books and the titles rotate, but you know, with a combination of Goodreads, Libby and Scribd, I can keep a list going of what I want to read. Mm-hmm. Because Scrib doesn't always have it available, you know, and so, you know, when you have a gap in your reading schedule, I can, you know, I just, I feel like the combination of the three of those keeps a book always going, a book in the queue. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Rather right. than downtime. Yeah. Meryl, do you want to like share? Did you have some middle okay. grade fun? I things? did. You know, middle grade and kidlet is really my favorite thing. And so I was looking at some of the things I've read this year or heard about and also some really old I really love old kid lit like from the early 1900s and stuff is really my favorite and some of my favorite old ones are um the wolves of Willoughby Chase which is a fun kind of creepy book but not scary I mean for you know for like like I said middle grade is mostly like fourth through sixth or seventh is third third to fourth to 
Um, so that's a really fun one. The Westing Game by Ellen Raskin mm-hmm. is a great book. And the shoe books, which I always think of from You've Got Mail when at the end she's like yes. crying in the Fox books and they're like, I'm looking for the shoe books. Um, all those shoe books by Noel Streetfield are just so fun. And what, you know, what is the subject matter in the shoe books? Like S-H-O-E? S-H-O-E. So basically it's a series and each one is it's theater shoes, ballet shoes, tennis shoes. And there's tend to be like families or something like that where they um, – it's all about that thing, like ballet shoes or ballet dancers and kids in theater, things like that. Anyway, so it's kind of a theme to each one, and so it's different kinds of shoes. Uh, but the books are about people? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. They're about okay. like a – sorry, I feel <laughs> like I'm um, – butchering this so like ballet shoes it's about a family that's three girls that were orphans that came from different places and they all go to a ballet school and anyway kind of their lives as they grow up and okay they're they're funny and they're sweet and they said they take place they're they're old but they're really fun they may be out of print but the library i think has them oh cool Uh, those are some of my favorites and then newer ones um tuesdays at the castle series is a is a fun read for that age group in the library we have the dragon and the stone and also the serpent slayer series and those are both really good we've got the first they're they're gonna be series we have the first book in each yeah, of those they're series. fairly new they came out this year yeah. um and they're both really good kind of adventure stories um the serpent slayer one has a lot to do with they sort of travel back in time to Bible times, and then they have to solve riddles and things. Ooh, so if you I like, if you like, a, it is if you kind of a you know like a riddle type yeah. puzzle or family read aloud. Like yes, it could be a great family. Engaged. Yes, um, it so was fun. really it was good. They did a good job kind of handling like time travel to the Old uh-huh. Testament. It was fun. Um, and then another newer book is called The Secret Lake, which also has some time travel in it. So that's a strong theme there in that middle grade. So, yeah, those are just some of the fun, some old and new that are fun for that age group, especially with summer coming up and trying to get mm-hmm. them, you know, off a of screen mm-hmm. as much as you can. Mm-hmm. I need to come by and get some of those for some read alouds. Yes. Archer might could do some of them, but I feel like yes. you, third grade, that's a little bit above him. A still. little bit. What uh, grade yeah. is he now? First he might could do it. I don't know. Wow. He does like to read. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And a plug. We have lots of great read-alouds in the library that make for great family reading. So, And if you really want to talk to somebody in the Growing Place Library about read-alouds and um, what, what do you, juvenile, juvenile lit, come on a Monday or a Wednesday. That's when Meryl's in the library because <laughs> you will get blank stares from me. And I love talking about it. So yes. if, you, if you're interested in finding some family read-alouds or books for your kids, come in and come see me. <laughs> yeah, Meryl is your connection. Um, the little extra thing that I kind of want to talk about, I, when I was doing my year in review in January, I guess, of the books that I had read in 2022, I was struck with um, some authors that didn't make my, I did a best of each month on mine um, in my bullet journal, and some authors that didn't make a best of the month, but I had read voraciously everything they had written just because I was so entertained. Um, one, I labeled her kind of like a delightful surprise. So there's this theory that you can either learn through information, which is your nonfiction kind of books, or you can learn through imagination, and that's your fiction kind of component. So Chanel Clayton 
is my Learn Through Imagination, Delightful Surprise of the Year. She has this five book series on the Perez family. And these are fiction. And it's basically Cuban history from the 1890s to the 1960s because I, I found, I stumbled on one of the books because I think it was a Reese Book Club um, suggestion sometime last year. And it is so fascinating. We, we think we know Cuba, but how much do we really know about the whole Fidel Castro? And I thought there was one Cuban revolution. Nope, they were like five. Is this the, like, One Night in Havana? Yes. Havana? Um, okay, I've read, I love her. I, I, I she mean, said her name. I was like, who is that? Yes. No, She's good. T- such a surprise. Mm-hmm. I mean, I went from one to the next, and then there was a gap of time, and then I voraciously went through the last three in the last maybe month. They're just, I, you know, who's to say if they're going to stand the test of time? But, I mean, for people in our generation, you know, Ella and I, my daughter, were ta- we were talking about how, you know, when you're doing world history in school, you never really get past World War II, and you don't really get out of Europe. And so we know of Cuba. If you've been to Key West, you also know of Cuba. But just to learn so much about the Spanish-American War, that's, you know, the one of the books in there. And then um, the 30s revolution and the 50s revolution. And then the the love that native Cubans have for Cuba and trying to get back. That's one of the books as well. It's just really fascinating. I loved all of those. Pretty sure I got them all from our public library. Mm-hmm. Um, those are great. Another com- um kind of category I came up with in my January look back through the year was a favorite new writer. And she's not new, but I have never, ever heard of her. I've never heard anyone mention her, never paid attention if they had. Stumbled on one book literally because the cover was yellow and I was in a yellow mood. It was like October. I had finished two yellow cover books and she was in Scribd and I was like, "Ah, I'll give this one a try. I wasn't for the past couple of years, I haven't been into deep reading. It's all been kind of light and beachy. I read this one book and I found, read it. I audio booked it, you know. I'm sitting in the chair in my living room, sobbing with the main character, getting angry alongside the main character. Basically, this writer is so attuned with the internal life of her protagonists that she is addictive. Her name is Vari McFarlane, but it's not spelled with a V. It's M-H-A-I-R-I. She's Scottish, but I think she lives in England. It I would call her contemporary women's lit, maybe contemporary women's fiction. I wouldn't put her like in a romance category because that's not what her books really are. I mean, they all end in that category, you know, but that's not what the books are about at all. Like they're, they tackle hard subjects. Her, her protagonists are all in their thirties. I think they're all, they're career women or failed career women. They've all dealt with something hard, like bullying or weight or, um, being ghosted or gaslighting. I mean, they're, and they, they, the, the books take you through the journey internally a lot of the time with the protagonist and they're just engrossing and so well written um lovely and emily henry i think i saw her say recently if i could just write like vari mcfarlane Mm. and so i feel like that gives it a thumbs up too but anyway she was my favorite new writer of last year so and i've 
I've read everything she's written. I like saved the last one for the month of March, and now I have to wait till I think May when the next one comes out. Well, we're so. in May, so it's close. Yeah, it's, we're getting true. there. That's true. We're getting there. So anyway, yeah. Okay, my little extra is just some up-and-coming books that I'm excited to read um, over the summer. Some of them are new. Some of them are not. Um, Okay, so T.J. Newman, she wrote Falling, which is um, this thriller. Not scary. It's about a plane that's like crashing and so it's like did y'all could you have a worse subject matter i mean my stomach just dropped to the bottom of my knees just listening to you say that did you did y'all ever see the movie speed keanu reeves sandra bullock great movie let's make a side recommendation for a 90s act we need more 90s action it is i saw it for the first time last year okay well it was so good it's like that except on a plane anyway tj newman has a new new book out called drowning and (laughs) (laughs) this is not getting better (laughs) well you know you have stuff for the people and i have stuff for the people (laughs) you do we've got you all covered um with book talk very excited. I've already pre-ordered it. Then um, Happy Place by Emily Henry. Oh, yeah. New book. Um, I'm about to go on a long plane flight, and I'm going to already have it on my Kindle. I'm saving it for the plane. And that one just came out. It did. I think it was like last week. Like maybe. last week. Um, okay. I already mentioned the Rebecca McLaughlin, Jesus Through the Eyes of Women. I also want to read Habits of Grace by David Mathis. Um, oh, yeah. Both of y'all actually recommended that to me, so that's yes. in my stack. Yes. And then another travel book, um, My Life in France by Julia Child. <gasps> oh, Did you read it yes, before y'all went? Yes, so good. Okay, so I'm, an, I'm planning to read that either before or on the way there. Um, and then I'm currently reading Paris by the Book by Liam Callahan, I think is her last Are name. Are you by chance flying to France? Yes, indeed. Okay. Yes. I'm seeing a theme here. Yes. Okay. Um, and I'm just, like, really in the beginning of it, so I don't know if I recommend yet, but it's fun being in that setting. And then I'm also reading It Was an Ugly Couch Anyway by Elizabeth Esparella. Passarella. I do the same thing. I know. I don't know why. I keep wanting to make an E-E. Anyway, um, it's, I've already laughed. I'm in Chapter 2. I've already laughed out loud. Oh. It's so good. Yes. I'm excited. So, I was trying, I'm trying to hold out for the audiobook to come out because is there going to be an audiobook A and B? Is she going to voice it there is an audiobook and she did read it and i found out so there's part of the book is they are trying to buy an apartment in new york and they go back and forth with the woman who owns it lots there's lots of back and forth over months and months and she just said that at the end of the audiobook lois the owner of the apartment comes in for like a little interview as like bonus content. I was okay, like, well, now I got to do the audiobook yes. so I can hear Lois doing the bonus content. Sometimes so, you do get a win. little extra. Yes, sometimes you win with the audiobook. Yes, Yay. so she is reading it and you get a bonus interview with the apartment owner. Okay, so fun. That's going to be fun. Well, it sounds like we have lots of great books. I know, so but I can't wait. I'm going to go check out yeah. a bunch as y'all just talked about. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so all these will be in the show notes. Yep. Yes, they will. And yes. we'll also have a um, link on the library website and we'll do a printout in the library of all these books if you want to just come pick up a piece of paper and see what and, all we... And we will have that because Meryl works in the library and she knows <laughs> all of those things. But yes, if you want it all in one place, it'll That's be on right. the website and in the library. Yeah. And stop us in the hallway and ask us more about books, books if you see us. Come in the library and chat books with us and 
Yeah, we're always excited, but people are the best people and that lead to the best conversations. So come by anytime. That's right. Happy reading, everybody. Happy happy reading. reading. Thank you.